Hello, welcome to the Nile Talk Show. And today's guest we have who is Ereki, uh, a psychic medium. And how do you pronounce that word? Shamanic? Shamanic. Shamanic. <laughs> it's Faye. This is our guest today. And she's going to educate us on what is Reiki and being a psychic medium and much more right now. But before they do, Faye, welcome to the Nile Talk Show. Thank you. We have our oh, co-host here. I'm sorry, Judith, sweetie. <laughs> Judith Mill. We don't want to think she's a um, chair piece here. This yes. is my co-host, Judith Mill. She's a professor at Essex County College. And she has a foundation, yeah. Lupus Foundation. So she's our co non, my co-host today for nonprofit organization. With further ado, Faye. Welcome, Faye, to Nile Talk Show again. Thank you. Now, Reiki. What did, I, I heard of Reiki. Can you explain to me what it entails? So Reiki, when you translate it into English, it's a Japanese word. And when you translate it into English, it means spiritually guided life force energy so it's reiki is actually what we're all made of it's oh. the life force that runs through every living thing in existence so we are already made of reiki so a reiki practitioner isn't someone who i mean you know maybe they're special a little bit but i mean they're not you know just a special person who's able to give reiki you're actually made of reiki both of you are made of reiki i'm made of it it's literally what we're made of mm -hmm. but what a reiki practitioner does is they're able to go in and, and pull that energy through them. And then by doing some hands-on healing, or it's not always hands-on, but by going to somebody else with the hands, channeling it through the hands, you're activating their Reiki in them, which brings their own kind of, their own healing. Okay. So the way that people view healers is not always accurate. It's not always your this person is going to heal you. This person is actually activating your own healing. Mm -hmm. So we're actually our own healers. Yeah, do, do it energy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah just like, in a, like on the physical body, when you have a scar, you know, like, or a scrape or something, and you don't really have to do much to it. You might put some Neosporin on it, put a Band-Aid or whatever. Mm -hmm. Eventually, it heals itself. So okay. your physical body has its own healing, healing system. Oh, okay. And yeah. so does our energy. Okay. So they're kind of to me it's it's kind of similar but so anyway with reiki it's actually becoming really popular the last like 10 years they're starting to, to give it to people in hospitals with cancer patients and um, other types of diseases and illnesses and that's kind of where i started was with practicing reiki and providing reiki healing for other people and over time i just started feeling like there's something not that I'm not supposed to be doing Reiki, but there's something I'm also supposed to be doing along with this. Okay. And I couldn't really figure it out. And then finally I realized it was shamanic healing. And so now my, my healing practice itself actually revolves more around the shamanic healing than just the Reiki. What is shamanic? So shamanic healing is a form of healing that is probably the most ancient mm -hmm. type of healing that, you know, no, known to man. It was practiced all over the planet in different cultures, different religions. Mm -hmm. And while the practices and the methods might have varied a little bit, the main practices and the main types of healing that they were providing to the communities were the same. 
And um, a lot of it is more focused on healing the soul as to just healing whatever's wrong. Okay. You know, like, as opposed to, you know, having a scrape, putting a Band-Aid on mm -hmm. it. Then you would actually figure out why did that thing happen? Like, what is the root cause of the issue or the, the pain, the disease, or the emotional okay. turmoil that the person's going through? And that usually happens on an emotional or a spiritual level. So in shamanic healing, it really goes to a, a much deeper level than any other healing system that I've learned or practiced or heard of. And um, for a lot of people, it just completely changes their lives. Oh, wow. And sometimes it's immediate, and it's like as soon as it's over, somebody feels completely different. Oh. Um, for other people, it can be more subtle, and they might really notice the difference after a few weeks or a few months. Now, wait, Reiki, you put stones on, on the person? Because I, I That's was thinking about healing. That. Okay. So crystal healing is putting crystals on the person, so using crystals to heal the person. Now, we use more energies. Like I'm the funny thing is, I, I do all three of them together. Okay, because I saw somebody. When I, I do was all of them. They put a stone on it on the person. They have something. Right, that's crystal healing. Some okay. people just do crystal healing by itself. Okay. To me, it's not enough. I want. I want it all. <laughs> so I include. <laughs> I, I usually bring some crystals into the healing. Um, I do give Reiki through the whole session, but my main focus is on the shamanic healing. Okay. I feel like, to me personally, that's where I am the most powerful for some reason. We all have a gift, yeah. you know, and we channel our gift to whatever our gift tell us to go. Right. You know. The, um, the, for me, my favorite part of the shamanic healing is soul retrieval. And that seems to bring about the greatest change in people's lives. Wow. Because, in my opinion, probably everybody on the planet has had some kind of traumatic experience. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's the loss of uh, unexpected loss or some kind of abuse or it, it can even be a physical trauma, an unexpected injury. Um, that can really, really cause a lot of chaos and havoc in our lives. Mm -hmm. And it can cause us to have certain patterns like maybe bad, bad relationships or yeah. can't keep a job or problems with addiction, um, problems with depression, anxiety. Right. So what soul retrieval does is it brings back those parts that get lost during a trauma. Because a soul can only handle so much. The soul is a, a perfect being. Right. So when we experience something that's traumatic, there's a piece of the soul that can be like, you know what, I'm not dealing with this, I'm out of here. And then it kind of goes off into some other realm or some other world. Mm -hmm. And what the shaman does is they journey out to find that soul part and bring it back to the person. And it brings them back into wholeness. Yeah, it's, so basically it's like experiencing trauma and your body just tries to protect itself right and it just you know the certain parts that feel just like okay we're not going to do this anymore yeah. it just goes in separate ways right yeah now i know you also say you're a psychic medium because you in um enlighten us and right and you know what i do love uh is that there's to me there's such a bridge between doing shamanic healing and being a medium because in both you have to be able to communicate and you have to be able to trap basically kind of travel between the worlds mm -hmm. so um i think that's why the shamanic healing comes so natural to me because that's kind of what i do is you know i communicate between different worlds but okay. so with the mediumship what i do we focus on spirits who are crossed over and then a lot of people don't understand this but there is a huge difference between spirits who are haunting a house or a building or a land mm -hmm. and 
the spirits that we communicate with in a traditional mediumship reading. Okay. So they are different. The spirits that are earthbound, so they're usually trapped in a house or um, haunting some old, you know, jail, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, those spirits, for whatever reason, have not been able to fully cross over okay. into the spirit world. So they're kind of trapped between the physical world and the spirit world. And some of them can be like that for hundreds, thousands of years. Really? And it's my opinion, in, in my personal opinion, that if that spirit has not asked to be crossed over, who has not asked for help, in my opinion, like they, I feel like we, it's our choice. When we're ready to go, we're ready to go. Okay. And if that, if that spirit is, or you know, sometimes I'll communicate to the family. You know, if a spirit hasn't crossed over, they might be haunting the mom, you know? Oh, okay. And then the mom's like, I swear this person's in the house. I swear that they're, you know, they're always around. They won't leave me alone. Well, it's possible that that person, you know, whoever the family member is, maybe they need help crossing over. So in that case, that could be where a shaman would actually go in, not even just the meat. That's why being both is so helpful. Because in that case, a shaman can actually go in and help the spirit to cross over through something called psychopomp. Oh, okay. And being a medium and a shaman makes it even better because you're able, you're really able to communicate and know, does this spirit want help crossing over? Is that why they're haunting the family, you know? But so anyway, with mediumship, they're earthbound spirits. That is not who I communicate with in a, medi in a mediumship session. There are some mediums, like you see on the TV shows, the ghost hunter right. TV shows, yeah. where the medium will go with the, the paranormal team into a building or a house and they'll try to determine where the spirit is and all that. Now, if I wanted to do that, I'm pretty sure I could, but that's not where my interest, interest is. is. Okay. My interest is helping spirits in the, in the spirit world mm -hmm. communicate that they're still present and they're still aware mm -hmm. and connected to their loved ones so that both sides feel a sense of peace. So how it come about, like, um, for example, you can feel the spirit right now around you or you had to meditate I mean how does you channel mm -hmm. that in when I was younger that mm -hmm. would happen to me all the time you know wherever I, if I went somewhere and there was some kind of spirit thing going on there I would sense it I didn't really understand it right I do know there were spirits sp spirits in my house and I knew I, I can tell you even now specific areas where I knew something was there and I know that it was there because I've had experiences so when I was younger it would be like that you know I would sense a spirit here and I would see something there I hear something talking to me there mm -hmm. but now that you know the last six years once I started taking formal training for myself okay. how to do it on purpose which is the, the biggest key learning how to do it on purpose and learning how to use it all of that stuff stops so now I, I don't do, I don't experience anything with spirits I don't know anything about anyone unless I want you know unless I'm okay. purposely sitting down to do a reading also oh, oh, you can um, maybe I'm trying to use the right word open and cl close yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. That's correct, right? right. Exactly. Like, okay, yep. open and close. Okay. Because yep. so you know how to shut it down and right. you know how to open it. Oh, okay. Right. And that's I, where I feel like everyone who has abilities like that really needs to be. Otherwise, you really can't enjoy life. Oh, because you have a lot of spirits coming to yeah, you. Yeah, it gets help. too overwhelming. Yeah, but it's, it's like when you're meditating and you just go into a certain realm or, you, mm -hmm. you know, you're fasting and it's like, if you don't know how to control that, you, you can go beyond what you are actually looking for. Yeah. Right. And if you're not spiritually strong, we're, we're all spirit beings yeah. before, you know, we're That's in true. human form. So it's like when once you transition, sometimes you, you're not ready for what you're going to see yeah. or, or find. Right. So it's kind of similar. Yeah. 
I, I know about that because I, trust me, I do a lot of meditation and a lot of fasting and, you know, and I get, you know, like you said, spirits around, extra spirits around us all the time and people just don't know that. Right? Yeah, you some, know, some because if you're not ability. in tune. It's not that I don't feel that they're around yeah. because they're probably everywhere, yeah. but I'm able to not let it affect me. Yeah. yeah. Now, I know there's different types of psychics, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I don't want to mess up the words here. Because I know you have, like, clairvoyant. Okay. Is, is that? All right. You do? All right. Okay, I know exactly you. what you're getting at. Okay. Get. <laughs> okay, so now, um, there's really only, there's a, there's a psychic and there's medium. Okay. They're not the same. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. See, I learned some, you guys. Mm -hmm. So, a psychic or, you know, someone, I, I really try not to use that. I don't like using that word too much because so it's just got psychic? the weird, you know, it's just yeah. got the... The connotation that people negative yeah. content yeah right. that, like we're definitely going to get into that why <laughs> it's but, like that but just to break it down so there's mm -hmm. psychic being psychic is a thing of itself and that's being able to to uh i don't want to say receive being able to intuit or receive hidden information unseen information and it requires being able to use psychic abilities, which clairvoyance is one psychic ability. Okay. And that's where I think sometimes it needs some explaining. So clairvoyance is one type of psychic ability, and that's clairvoyance is being able to receive information through vision. Okay. So I'm very clairvoyant. So when I, whether I'm doing a regular reading for somebody's problems or mediumship, most of what I receive is in here. So third this eye, is what, yeah, okay. exactly. So I see a lot of things, and mine's very literal. So if I if I see a boat, it means a boat. If I see a bowl of cereal, it's a bowl of cereal. I don't need to interpret anything. Oh. So mine's very literal. But so okay. clairvoyance is one type of way that any kind of psychic or medium receives information. Okay. Some sometimes people will give the title as a clairvoyant, but it's not necessarily true. You could be calling somebody a clairvoyant, but they don't see things. They might hear everything. Which is clairvoyant. Audi Clair audience. Yes. Oh, okay. Which is my second strongest. So I usually, I see and I hear the most. Oh, okay. But so those are psychic abilities and they're used in a regular psychic reading, which is helping someone with their problems, basically. Okay. Or mediumship, which is communicating with spirits. Regardless of what, you know, what method I'm using or what ki kind of reading I'm doing, that, that's how I'm receiving information. My so clairvoyance, my clairaudience, and all the other abilities. Oh, okay. There's a lot of other ones, too. Some, sometimes people can smell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people can taste. I and, don't get them. And find things. Don't they have them that some... So that's, usual that's like finding things. That might kind of be like remote viewing. Oh, okay. Sort of. Um, but even what. with that, it requires clair clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, which is actually feeling. feeling. Sometimes people feel or sense things. Okay. Mm -hmm. But so no matter what kind of thing you're talking about, all those psychic abilities are how we oh, okay. get that information. Uh, my question to you is, what are some of the negative connotations about psychic that you will want to clarify? And when you sense spirits, if you, can, if you don't know you have these abilities and you're able to sense things, like, what do you recommend that anybody that's watching do about that? Okay. All right. So um, the second question. Mm -hmm. I'm going to answer that one first, if that's okay. Yes. Because it's so fresh in my head. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but, um, so the second question, if somebody is experiencing what they think might be psychic abilities or mediumship, so if it's just 
you know, you feel like you just have psychic abilities, then maybe you know things about people without them telling you. Maybe you know something that's going to happen before it happens. Mm. Well, the best way to stop that chaos, because it can be very chaotic, is to take a class and learn how to use it. So you would learn how to open up, how to close down when you're not using it. Mm -hmm. You learn how to make the connection with your spirit guides. You learn how to make the connection with the person you're reading. And then from that point, that doesn't happen anymore. Okay. So it's not random, you know, it doesn't bother you anymore because it's only going to happen when you want it to happen. Same thing with mediumship. If you are experiencing, um, a lot of times people will hear voices because it's spirits talking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll see things, you know, at random and they'll Mm -hmm. think they're crazy. Usually everyone thinks they're crazy. Trust me. Mm -hmm. Whatever's happened, whatever kind of spiritual experiences people are having, we always think we're crazy, Mm -hmm. but we're not. Yeah. Um, but we will start to think, am I going crazy? Is this just me? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. It's very common. You might okay. hear people talking. You might see things. And so the same thing with that. The only way, literally the only way to stop that from happening is to learn how to use it. And that's something that I ran from from a long time. Because I always thought, well, it only happens to me at random. Mm-hmm. So obviously I can't do it on purpose. So I'll never do it like professionally or anything. That's the way I thought for years. I was always into spirituality. But I never thought I would ever do anything like what I'm doing now because I didn't know how to do it on purpose. But what I didn't realize is that I didn't know how to do it on purpose because I had to learn how to do it on purpose. (laughs) It was like such an easy answer that I was just running (laughs) from. So once I learned how to do it on purpose, now I I have control. So hopefully that answers the second question. Mm -hmm. So my, my advice is if that's happening for anybody that you really want to take a class, don't read. You can read books if you want, but you can read all the books in the world. You can meditate for hours. But if you don't learn how to properly make the connection to communicate with spirits or how to properly make a connection with someone to read them, it's just going to be and chaos. But what if it is, you're not, you know, and this will be a third question, what if you're not trying to communicate but you can just sense that someone, someone is here or their presence is here and you see them and nobody else sees them? Because when I was younger, I, I saw things like that when I was really sick. Right. I, was, I was able to see like a little boy all the time and you know I would scream and you know everybody's looking at what's wrong with you but I see the little boy sitting there and it's crazy because a few years ago when I went back home um, for my stepmom's funeral we were in the family house and it's a compound house so it's a really big house with different houses built inside and my dad who always used to be at the balcony will always just you know that was his thing and it's so crazy because when we went in there um, during the funeral, it's like my dad was standing right there. Like right. I could see him. Right. So I told my brother and it was like, well, he probably is right there. Right. You know, looking down like he would usually do on a regular when we were in the house because that was his thing that he did because I hadn't been back home in the longest time. So it's like, wow. Over the summer, I had a friend who passed away and during a one week celebration, it's like I kept seeing him. Mm-hmm. He has a twin brother. So, you know, some, it was so eerie. Like I just saw him. And then I also sensed him in my apartment. Right. Um, so it's very common that spirits know who can see them. Mm. And they will go to the person who can see them my or hear them the greatest or the, the best. And that's the first sign of knowing that you're pro- you probably have mediumship ability. I know we were talking earlier that probably yeah, yeah. is, you know, it's probably in your blood, honestly. It's probably going through your family. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to get passed down through generations, not all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know where mine came from, to be honest. But I have <laughs> heard of it. It's, it gets passed along a lot of times. Um, 
But for what you're experiencing, they know that you can see them. Mm-hmm. That's why you're the one who can always see them or n- always sense them. Mm-hmm. Now, even if you don't want to become a medium, if you don't yeah, want to do it professionally, that, exactly, I don't. Still want, learning I don't, how to do it yeah. on purpose will make a difference because you'll know how to be open when you want to be open, and to be closed when you don't. You know when yeah, you don't want I've, to see I've them. Because I've gone to certain people's apartments. Like um, I had an ex that I was in his apartment, and it's like I I sense such. Like it was just so intense in the apartment. It's something. Some energy. Type, yeah, the energy is so like, and it's kind of like darkish. But it's, it's it wasn't something that was trying to harm me. I just sensed it. Right. Yeah. You know, because sometimes I feel like spirits know who you are. Yeah. Like you know internally, so it's like they won't come um, towards you in a way or try to harm you because they know like. You know, because we're spirit beings, that you're stronger than whatever spirit that is in that house. I always used to, you know, just feel airy about that. Right. Well, if you, um, aside from learning how to control it, mm-hmm. the best thing, these, these spirits really shouldn't be bothering you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I don't care who they are. This is my personal opinion. Okay. Um, even our family members should understand to respect us, to not freak us out. Mm-hmm. You know, we... It's okay, you know, if you want to show me once that you're still out there, that's great. But you don't need to sneak up on me. Mm-hmm. You don't need to... And honestly, in that case, if you repeat, repeatedly see the same spear all the time, they might need help crossing over. And at that point, you might want to get a shaman to help with a psychopomp in getting the spirit to cross over. But aside from taking classes and learning, the best thing to do is to very nicely and politely ask the spirit to leave you alone. And they usually will listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because they, they yeah, need to respect your free will. And uh, a lot of times they really just want someone to acknowledge them. And once you acknowledge them, a lot of times they'll leave you alone. That's what happened in the house I grew up in. There was this one area of the house I was so terrified. Every time I'd walk to the bottom of the steps, it, it would get really cold. Mm. And I always felt something was not right there. And I would, at nighttime especially, I would like run. I would run so fast past that area. <laughs> and I would just, I, I didn't understand why I was so afraid of it. Like I knew something was there. Finally, one night... And I, I always thought I was crazy, but now I know I'm not. But this one night, I was walking down the steps at night, and I got to the bottom of the steps, and I went to do my whole run, I, you know, book it. And as soon as I started to run, something stopped me, and I just was like this. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was so scared. Mm-hmm. And to me, being little, I would like, I saw the monster face. When I look back now, it was, just, you know, kind of just like a ghosty spirity thing mm-hmm. oh, but when so I was younger I was like it was like a monster you know but literally something stopped me like this and was looking me in the face wow like it wanted me to know that it was there and then finally let me go and I walked away and I'm like that's that's kind of like that similar real? to those dreams because I've had these type of experiences like where you're dreaming and it's like somebody's over you and just mm-hmm. and you're trying to like I want to get up mm-hmm. I want to get up but some like there's a force over you yeah they call that down. Um, well yeah. scientists like to call it uh, sleep paralysis which I yeah, guess I heard it. sometimes yeah, it listen, could be but other that's, that's times I think scientific. it's something else there's yeah. nothing scientific about that <laughs> seriously I know, there's, there's nothing it. scientific I yes, like all spiritual I, I, yeah I usually like you know pray it off you, mm. you know but I've had those you know encounters yeah I've had that yeah but so me too with the, um, with the ghost in the house just to finish that ever since that happened I've, I was never afraid of the steps again ever it was like that spirit just wanted me, to, you know, to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was also like trying to say, yes, you're right, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that made me feel better, and I was never afraid again. It was really weird. 
Oh. That happened to me when I was a child where we used to live at and we used to hear door closing, mm-hmm. you know, and as a Christian person, they taught being out of the body is present with the Lord. That's what's taught. But um, I used to hear spirits when I was growing up. We used to live in East Orange and Washington Street, up and down. We would hear the door close and you we'd go down Washington there. Street? I mm-hmm. live in Washington. Ooh, girl. And I would go downstairs <laughs> and we would see no one, the door is closed, right. but we hear the sound. Right. And we hear people walking. It was my mom, my sister, my sibling. We was in the house and we was watching TV and we start hearing somebody walking upstairs. I'm like, okay, this is like creepy. Yeah. So my um, stepfather, grandmother, she was born with a veil over her eyes. Mm. And she, after we moved out the house, of course, she told us, she said it was an elderly couple who transitioned. You know, and she was able to see them and she conversed right. with them. And she was telling us why we was here. Because you know, I know I wasn't crazy. I was like, I, you know, we right. all can't be crazy in the house right. and people walking up the stairs and door clothing. Right. So that shows that there is present of the energy still around us, yeah. even when they transition. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, we're getting ready to close in, in, in a minute, you know. But I would like you to feel your thought or I know you take, you have classes, right? Can yeah. you tell our viewers where... Through your classes that you are is held, your oh, okay, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, my practice is in Mount Holly um, on High Street, and I have all my um, my healing sessions there, my mediumship sessions there, and I also teach a lot of classes. I have a school for okay. psychic development and for uh, aspiring healers. If you want to learn Reiki, or I also do a shamanic apprenticeship now, and I teach uh, developing your psychic abilities, de- developing as a medium. And it's to the point where you can actually do it professionally. And it's, it's really everything that I learn, I teach. That's, that's the way I am about it. If I learn something, I got to teach other people. Got to pass it on. So how long is the courses? Most of the uh, classes are one day, but it's kind of like intensive learning. So it usually goes from like 11 in the morning to 6 at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, most of it, yeah, it, is just, it feels long, but mm-hmm. once you're there... It goes really fast, and it's like, oh my! All of a sudden, it's it's, it's almost five o'clock already. What? Um, but usually they're Sundays. I also do a couple little classes here and there throughout the week um, for those who are more beginner, you know, learning about the chakras or psychic protection. But really, I focus on teaching. My goal is to make other people do it professionally because we need more people doing this work, honestly. Okay. And I just want to keep the momentum going. It was passed on to me. I want to pass it on to other people. And I want to see those people pass it on to others. Okay. And email or Facebook, social media, are you on? Oh, um, so my website is the main place for me because I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not super duper active on there. <laughs> but I do have a Facebook page, Genesis Spiritual Healing. But my website is the main place for me. It's genesisspiritualhealing.com. Okay. And I am best reached by email, which is Faye, F-A-Y-E. That's how I reached them. At GenesisSpiritualHealing.com. Okay. And um, your last question, you you know, statement, oh, because we can um, I, I don't have much to say. We we had some conversations prior to this. Um, oh, so you kind of cheated I, me out of conversation, huh? <laughs> I asked you, you know, the negative connotations that you want oh. people to kind of away oh, with. about the psychic thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, we get ready to come to close. And it was, it, thank you for coming to Not LFA. Yeah. I know 30 minutes go so short. I mean, we can have a long <laughs> conversation. You know, we girls, we can talk. So mm-hmm. thank you for watching our talk show. I'm your host, Naomi, co-host.
Judith Mel. Never get enough, we can spark fires underwater and cause the planets to touch You beat out and I listen, I hate to watch you go I love to watch you stay cause I can maneuver the boat But on the other hand, I know you got a man And me, I got a girl, and this wasn't part of the plan And we always say we done right, but you always come by